And, and I wanted you to look at Romans chapter 10. And in just a moment, I'm going to ask Jack to come and share some things with us. But, but in Romans chapter 10, if you could kind of pull that, well, don't pull it out of its context. If you could get into the context of Romans chapter 10, it's, it's in many ways this sense of God being on trial. And has God done everything that he can do to save the Jewish people? And of course, you know the answer to that is that absolutely, God, God is perfect. God has done everything that he can do. But, but in Romans chapter 10, he's going to give that defense of what God has done. And there in verse 14, he talks about how people are one to Christ. As we put God to the test, I think it's only fair for us to put our congregation to the test and our lives as individuals to the test. We won't pass as well as God will pass, but, but we want to do what we can to pass this test. Romans chapter 10 and verse 14 says, How then shall they call upon him and who they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him, in, him, in him whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Just as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring glad tidings of good things. In the winning of every soul to Christ, in the winning of every soul to Christ, one must believe in Jesus Christ. But in order to believe in Jesus Christ, he must first hear about Jesus Christ. But in order to hear about Jesus Christ, there must be a preacher. And in order for there to be a preacher, that preacher must be sent. And what he's going to say in this context is that God sent the preachers and the preachers went and they heard the message. God's not at fault here. But when we think about our responsibility, our opportunity to carry forth the Great Commission, at the core of that opportunity is the necessity of people going forth preaching the gospel. So a great deal of our efforts to win the world to Christ center around the idea of training preachers, sending preachers, because that's how people hear and that's how people believe and that's how people are saved. I hope that you know. I hope that you have some concept, and for some of you may not, many of you have more than I do, of the scale and the magnitude of the preachers that have been trained through the Bible School of the Americas, through the work and through the effort that goes forth from this congregation. Jack just spent a little bit over a month down there. Um, I hope that we understand that. I didn't spend a month down there. I didn't. Neither did any of you, right? Nancy, I know you spent several weeks, but not a month, right? She said close, right? But, but, but this, but this, this I, for what end? To what purpose? For the winning of souls. These are things that must be done. And so what I've asked Jack to do is to come and just share a little bit with us about what's been going on over the last five weeks that, that is in your name, in the name of the Lord's church, that has the end of winning souls. I want us to listen to what he says, and then I want us to come back and, and, wrap, and, 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 and focus on the application here from Romans 10. Jack, give us a, give us a few minutes, please. Are we ready back there, guys? Well, okay. All right, here we go. 
Uh, ready or not, uh, we're going to take off and fly as, as fast as we possibly can. Uh, I had some great uh, photos, but, uh, uh, you know, uh, stop me and I'll let you see them. <laughs> um, we want to say a, a few words about uh, the great people that are down there working. And I can tell you uh, one of the greatest uh, motivation uh, for my being involved in that is I get to work with uh, those guys down there and they uh, put up with me and uh, help me and uh, I butcher their language and uh, nevertheless <clears throat> we have a wonderful time uh, most of all because uh, we're working with some uh, uh, men that have uh, decided that they wanted to become a preacher. When we first arrive down there, <clears throat> the first thing that takes place is a future preacher training camp. And that's where boys from 14 years of age all the way up to 20 years of age uh, come in uh, for a week. It's much like a, a camp that we have out here, except its emphasis was uh, trying to get these young men to be able to uh, develop a sermon and then to deliver it. We had 40 uh, some odd uh, young people that came uh, on this particular camp and it's exciting to see uh, the eagerness that these guys have. These are not uh, kids, you know, uh, uh, that are doing uh, uh, things, you know, well, mom made me come or something of that nature, but these are kids that are enthusiastic. <clears throat> uh, a lot of them have gone uh, for multiple years, obviously, uh, back and forth. Simeon Vasquez is the one that conducts this event with Francisco Gar uh, uh, Gonzalez for his assistant. Uh, Simeon uh, uh, has got a six-year-old boy, uh, and right now he's helping uh, that young man to be able to be a part of it. I saw him as he was unloading uh, the food out of the back of the pickup down there, and there was a little Gamelial that was uh, handing stuff out. I mean, it was almost uh, bigger than what he was, and yet he was uh, doing that. Uh, every camper is uh, given a Bible. Uh, those who come the, for multiple times, uh, they are able to uh, bring their Bibles that they've had before. But every year we have a new uh, young man to come in. Uh, we make sure they get a, a Bible so that they can be able to work with that uh, during the time that they're there. Uh, also, uh, uh, during that particular week, like uh, it does in uh, a lot of the campaigns uh, uh, and things of uh, children's uh, camps that we have out here as well, uh, we also had a multiplicity of uh, young men that were baptized into Christ. There they are at 14, they're kind of uh, getting into the groove and, and such, and it is this uh, future preacher training camp that was able to move them into uh, their spiritual life that they're going to be working with. Uh, campers, uh, last day, they were able to get t-shirts, uh, the counselors and, and the like uh, were uh, counselors who were members uh, of our uh, school uh, previous years gone by and now they're here as counselors and on top of that we had a group of uh, second year students that were going uh, through for their last year. Uh, they were uh, all involved and all a part of that work as it went on uh, through the, uh, the time frame uh, that the Future Preacher Training Camp was going. And then on the Sunday, after, at the end of all of it, there were three young men that were uh, uh, 
designated to be able to come up and uh, present uh, their message from God uh, that they have prepared for and that they have uh, uh, ready to uh, 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 preach the word. And I can tell you what, these guys are, are doing extremely well. So uh, uh, three men are selected uh, based upon the different ones uh, that have gone down. Uh, uh, and uh, how many, uh, how well they're able to develop that work that uh, that they worked for the last week. Uh, we had a number of people to come in and work on the apartments uh, during uh, that time as well. Uh, these are men that uh, and uh, ladies that, that come in and participate with getting the apartments uh, ready each year. Uh, as you know, uh, we have uh, men that graduate every year, and when they graduate, they leave the apartment where they ha have been living for two years. And so when we get that uh, opportunity, we go in and refurbish that uh, apartment as much as we can. It takes a lot of painting. It takes uh, uh, making sure that all the electronic uh, uh, stove, refrigerator, and things of that nature in good stand. And I can tell you when the doors open for these new students that come in uh, to start their first year, uh, they are amazed because uh, all the towels are there, all the uh, utensils are brand new as they come in and, and utilize those utensils. Uh, they have uh, sheets and pillows uh, all set up and on the bed, ready to go, towels, you name it. They come on an airplane, and as a result of that, they have just a couple of bags that they're able to bring with them. Uh, now, those of you who have flown before, you know you have a 50-pound limit uh, to be able to come with. Well, that's the case with these guys, too. Can you imagine? You're going to bring uh, enough clothing for uh, two years. Uh, and also, you're leaving a country that you have not uh, seen before or know anything about other than, you know, it's, a, it's another country. And so there's a lot of trepidation there. And so when we open the door and they see this well-furnished and well-prepared uh, 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 apartment, they are excited and begin to... Uh, uh, kind of relax a little bit because I can tell you when they get out the plane, you know, and I got some pictures, too bad we don't have them tonight, but uh, uh, they, they look and, and, and they're almost like saying, where are we at? What did he take me for now? I mean, you know, this is the longest trip I've ever been on. I've never been on a plane and, and all of these other things. So they're apprehensive. Well, they hit the ground running and so we can't afford to, to waste any days uh, by, you know, uh, thinking about where, why am I here because uh, uh, we see to it that the, the second year students are all tied up with the new students to come in. They provide them with their first meal when they're there and as a result of that, uh, uh, that again uh, lowers uh, the uh, apprehension that these folks have when they come to school. So uh, it's, a, it's a very important aspect uh, for that to happen as we go through uh, the bringing in of a new uh, student body. Um, so as we uh, uh, work with these uh, new students, they come with their uniform already. They're told exactly what they need to have. 
as far as that goes. And so they come in on a Friday and a Saturday, uh, go to services on Sunday. And Monday, I mean, you hit the ground running. Uh, they bring it. They have to, all of the uh, uh, students and their children come in. Uh, and for the next uh, five days, uh, we go through everything that's in the uh, student handbook as to uh, what the, is going on there. We talk about every aspect of uh, uh, of uh, why they're there. We, uh, we put them up uh, front immediately. As a matter of fact, the very first day I get a, the opportunity of, of doing that, and uh, we talked to them and said, okay, what we want you to do is uh, one by one to go up to the front. We want you to tell us who you are, where you're from, uh, and that kind of thing. And of course, they do that. And then we go through all of that, and then we get them up again, and we uh, uh, get them to uh, tell us, why are you here? Uh, what do you expect to gain while you're here? And what do you expect to uh, do when you get through with it all? And, and we video that, and we do that because uh, we want to know what it's like uh, for the very first time, them standing there before a whole group of strangers and uh, be able to... Uh, see how they respond to that at the beginning. Uh, I've often said, that, and I want to try to do it as we can, uh, at the end of two years, uh, show them that uh, video uh, of them that they go in. It's only about a five-minute video or something of that nature, but nevertheless, it helps them to understand uh, that, hey, this is real. We're fixing to uh, do some things here uh, that we haven't done before, but we're excited because we love the Lord and we want to serve him to the best of our ability. So uh, these couples come in uh, and uh, really get started uh, very quickly. Uh, and with the help of the second year students, uh, they're able to uh, acclimate uh, themselves uh, quite well uh, for the beginning of the work that's going on. Uh, we have, uh, uh, at the end of orientation, uh, uh, well, during the orientation, uh, we have uh, uh, a lot of us who are down there. As a matter of fact, there were uh, Four couples of us that were down there during uh, the orientation portion of it. Uh, all of us have our jobs to do and uh, in, in uh, helping with the students or helping with getting uh, uh, things uh, fixed up and, and good shed and, and stuff like that. But one of the things that we like to do is with the new students that come in, we invite them in to our apartment. That's apartment number four or the marriage home uh, place. And if you ever get a chance to go down there and stay, that's where you get a chance to, to have that opportunity to uh, live amongst the students and live in, uh, in a way that, that, that you get a chance to see them, see them as they get up and go and whatever, and, and as they move around on a daily basis and the like. Uh, but we also have uh, 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 an opportunity to, to put down a meal, uh, all of us that, that are there, and we bring in uh, about six of those uh, students, uh, and that's wife, children, uh, and uh, whatever, you know, and, and, and throw in a couple of single students in there. And we sit down at the table and enjoy a great meal together. And then uh, we get a chance to sit and, and talk and, and get to know them. And, and we're, uh, you know, how did you uh, become a child of God? Uh, 
Uh, what's the church like where you're at? Uh, what motivated you to want to come? Uh, what's your favorite food? I mean, just uh, uh, many, uh, uh, not really uh, deep subjects, but subjects so that you get a chance to have interaction with these uh, uh, families as they come and, and as single students as well. Uh, and they, uh, they get fed uh, gringo food, uh, and some of them really do like it. So uh, uh, we are excited about uh, the opportunities that they have there. Uh, uh, we do have, um, during the five weeks that I was down there, uh, the local congregation also uh, had six baptisms uh, over a three-week period of time. And I'll tell you what, that was just uh, really exciting about them uh, from that standpoint. Uh, to the rescue. Okay. <laughs> Actually, this is the very one we're talking about. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, there you have uh, beans that is uh, uh, Alberto beans that uh, is baptizing some of these. What's interesting about this particular picture is one of the young men who is about 14 years of age. He was in the future preacher training camp, uh, and down on the lower right-hand corner is his other brothers. Uh, uh, one of which has already been baptized. The other one is uh, still very young. Uh, but it's uh, these are three of our children in the children's home. And so it's exciting uh, to see uh, that the congregation there uh, in, uh, on the campus is doing extremely well uh, on that. We've had some uh, remodeling of some of the uh, uh, areas there. And what's interesting here is because uh, some of those uh, gringos that come down there, uh, they help to be able to uh, provide the opportunity to upgrade on some of this uh, material. Uh, the ladies' class, Nancy and uh, 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 the other two gals that go with her and the like are teaching uh, both weeks. Uh, uh, but the second week, uh, uh, we have a gal that comes in and does a tremendous job in teaching these uh, uh, ladies how to teach. Now, this is not, you know, uh, cutting out things and putting it up and all, all that. That's what the Nancy class uh, does uh, the week before that. But during this week, they have to take all of these things and they have to work and, and prove themselves to, uh, to that end. Uh, uh, they also all get a Bible, and that was what we were looking at there. Here are, are all the books that these young men that have just come into the uh, uh, to the work here for the first year, and they all get five different books, and they're uh, books that are used uh, to uh, work on uh, during the year, uh, two years are there, so that they were able to have some uh, uh, resource materials uh, immediately. Uh, we also had an opportunity to do an ice cream social with the children's home, and I tell you what, those kids love ice cream. I, I guarantee you what, we brought some tubs of uh, ice cream there, and and some cones and the like, and uh, I guarantee what they have a lot of fun as they go through, and uh, we get a chance to talk with them and, and intermingle with them and, and see uh, uh, the, the, the greatness of being able to save a child from an ugly uh, situation. Uh, we are working on the proud project there. Obviously, we have a, uh, a fence to put up, and uh, there is the, the main guy that's going to be doing that that we uh, worked with. Uh, we put some railings up uh, on, on si inside there. We've got some, uh, uh, a new air conditioner going in and uh, a lot of work that went with that. Uh, 
but getting down to the, the next to the last slide or two, uh, uh, one of our graduates uh, this last December uh, is from Honduras. Him and his wife uh, were uh, uh, decided that they wanted to stay and work at uh, Vista Hermosa, which is the large congregation downtown. He's the evangelist now, and uh, Viviana is now our new secretary uh, there. So uh, we're, we're trying to do what we can uh, to grow as much as we can. And let me just say this, that there is so much of an opportunity right now for so much that's going on this year, as it always is. And we're always looking for a few good men, a few good ladies that will come down and be a part of that. Uh, to that extent, we have what is called the uh, Honeydew Getaway in Panama, uh, the Bible School of America is uh, the construction campaign. Uh, some of them may very well be putting up some of the fence. Uh, we have April uh, the 12th through the 18th uh, that will be uh, going on. That is uh, Easter Sunday uh, the 12th. Uh, uh, or we're Actually, uh, it's, it, anyhow, it's that weekend and you start the very next week. I'll be going down to teach the book of uh, Galatians. Uh, but we've got three... Uh, 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 bedrooms there and uh, they each sleep two. Uh, we've got one couple that's going to be down there uh, and brothers and sisters we need some of you to please come and go with us and, and help with the activity that's going on uh, down there on that time frame. Also August the 23rd through the 29th uh, that's uh, crowding up close to uh, Labor Day uh, but nevertheless, there's an opportunity to go down and work for that uh, month or that week uh, to increase the work there. So uh, you are needed. And not only are you needed, there's all kinds of different works that you can see here that's ongoing. So I appreciate the time we had. Sorry we didn't get to see all of the uh, things. But uh, Wes, I still have seven minutes, it says. So I give that back to you, brother. Jack, you had seven minutes if you took longer than I told you. <laughs> but that was great. You did, no, just go. Keep walking. Keep walking. Jack, thank you. Um, we said there in Romans 10 and 11, and I mean, everything that you hear, everything that you hear about the students, um, everything that you hear about the school, the people that are coming, the children's home, uh, the, the construction campaigns, the evangelistic campaigns, it's all to one great end, and that is to save souls. And, and I, hope that we, I hope that we see that. I hope that we understand that. Because there's going to come a day when people are going to say, did you do what you could do? And, and I'm going to have to answer that myself, and you're going to have to answer that yourself, right? But, but we're going to have to answer that as, as a congregation. And when I look at the work that, even, uh, that Jack just showed us a, a great deal of, we're doing, we're doing a lot. We're striving, not just striving to have a school or not just striving to have a children's home or not just striving to have, you know, uh, an apartment set up, but we're striving to train preachers to take the gospel into places that most of us will never go so that people that we probably will never meet will be in heaven for all of eternity. That's what it's about. 
That's what everything that Jack just told us is about. That's what everything that goes on in Latin America is about. And that's something that we can all be very much behind. You know, there in Romans 10, where he's laying forth this defense of God and ultimately saying, in reference to the Jewish people, God has done his part. God hasn't been slack in these things. He comes in into chapter 11 and he just says, I say then, God has not rejected his people, has he? God hasn't left these people out there with no hope, saying, well, that's their problem. God forbid, may it never be, that's just not the case. And I just pray that our understanding of the work in Latin America would be that we could answer that question in the same way. Can we do more? Yes. Can we do better? Absolutely. Can, can, we, can we be more? All that. That's the reason we're trying to communicate these things. But this is about the passion and the zeal that we have for people who are lost. That's why the work started. That's why the work will continue. That's why we can be excited about it. Because God has given us a mission. And that mission is the same as his son had when he came into this world. And that is to seek and to save the lost. We must and are doing that here. We must and are doing that in Latin America. And to whatever corner of the globe that we find ourselves in. This is about helping people to know God. I hope you'll think about the things that Jack talked about. I hope that you'll think about being involved in those things. Hope that you'll think about supporting those things. Because it's all part of the process for helping people know God. And I would just say that you don't live in Latin America. But you're here tonight. And really what this is about is about you knowing God. About you communing with God. About you worshiping God. So if you don't find yourself with God... It's not because he's neglected you. It's not because God has rejected you. No, far to the contrary. Even though he might even, even though not might, even though he would be justified in doing so, he hasn't. He's loved us, he's sacrificed for us in spite of who we are. He's done everything within his mighty power to save our souls. We simply must respond to him. So I would just say tonight, if you're here and you've never obeyed the gospel, you're here and you've never followed after Jesus, you've never repented of your sins, you've never been immersed and had your sins washed away, you've never lived a life that truly trusted in Him. It's not because He hasn't constantly and consistently held His hand out to you. Take His hand and go to Him. And then take your hand and extend it to someone else who is in need of the same thing that you are. That's the work of the church. If you have a need tonight, you come as we stand and as we sing.